Hello, lovelies. Welcome to a Journey into Consciousness podcast. Thank you for joining me today. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Amanda. You're here with Journey into Consciousness, which is an ongoing diary that I'm keeping of my experiences and my perspective and perceptions as a high-level interdimensional intuitive trying to work within the line of being a soul conscious being, having a human experience in this world. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for showing up for everybody that's been here before. Thank you for supporting this journey. Thank you for listening and sharing these stories. I hope that they're as fulfilling for you to listen to as they are for me to talk about. Today, I have had so many thoughts rattling around about the start of this week where I want it to go and how things have been. And I've been recapping those like three weeks of Mercury retrograde, not just Mercury, but several planets in retrograde. And really what's been coming out of that, which I talked about last week with the clarity, how this retrograde really brought a lot of clarity into ideas and patterns and thoughts specifically surrounding careers and relationships. And I hope that you got something amazing out of that retrograde, even though I know for a lot of people, myself included, it was incredibly difficult. But one of the things that I'm starting this week on is the conversation and topic of morality. I've had some people reach out to me asking me questions and just sharing their perceptions and people using the terms. And I know it's super common. It's it's like the standard perception is that there is good and evil in the world. And I will never forget one of my first highly enlightened perception when I was brought to this place, this level of understanding and out-of-body experience. Had to have been back, it was back in 2013 now, but it was my first real idea of morality and where it is and how it sits. And during that time when I was learning this and experiencing what this experience I'm about to share with you, during that time, I was by myself, living alone in a studio. The husband was gone. He was gone a lot that year. I spent a lot of time alone that year. Part of the struggle of being a military wife, but also a reservist wife, is I spend a lot of time alone off from military bases, just kind of living my own life. And, um, that was a very, it was a very challenging time. And so I leaned very heavily into my spiritual practice during that time. And I was starting to become aware of my ability to move into a new frequency. So out of body experiences are normal for me. And I, I didn't know that they weren't normal. I learned that they weren't normal in my twenties when somebody in my um, spiritual community was like, you just, you just leave your body every time you like meditate or want to, or go somewhere. I'm like, well, yeah, doesn't everybody, it was the same with um, lucid dreaming. I didn't know people, I didn't know there was a word lucid dreaming. I didn't know that was a thing, but anyway, on point here. So in 2013, I was living alone. We were in a studio. I was meditating probably between two and four hours a day, and I was doing a lot of my work for free for the community. I was doing a lot of um, intuitive readings, and I had just come through my pranic healing 
level one and two certificates. Mm, level one certificate. Level two I got in Raleigh the following year. And um, I had this experience where I had this interdimensional being reaching out to me on the regular, trying to uh, speak to me. And it was kind of weird because I was avoiding it for a little while. It was just so overwhelming and so powerful and so foreign that my ego just wasn't really ready to accept what was happening. And when I finally was ready and I could be like, okay, I'm ready to go have this experience. I followed them. I went into meditation. They said, follow me. We're going to go to this place. I said, okay. And I followed them. And where I was brought to, I was brought outside of the atmosphere, outside of the planet. And during this time, I was getting a lot of really um, interesting questions surrounding aliens and Octurians, like specifically Octurians and Atlanteans and reptilians. And like the, the major consens consensus was that reptilians were bad. And I had never heard of reptilians or met with them or anything or the Octurians or anybody at that point. But they always were asking me questions about this great war that was happening on planet Earth between these interdimensional beings. And I just blew it off. I blew a lot of it off because I was like, I'm not engaging in things. First of all, I don't engage in things that I don't know about. I sit and I contemplate and I meditate and I go ask my angel. And if my angel doesn't want to talk about it, they, I mean, he'll bring me to somebody who does. So I don't just like say things on a whim to people. I go in and I look and I see and I discover. So I was in this process where I wasn't sure what I was going to get from this one interdimensional being who kept reaching out to me. But when my ego was ready, I was like, all right, let's go. And that was to give you an idea of what was coming at me a lot at the time. And he took me to this place and I was looking at planet Earth. And I was looking at planet Earth from space, obviously, and watching it go really slow. And then the being that was with me said, you have this understanding that you're an interdimensional being, that you exist in many dimensional realities at the same time. And as soon as he said that, I saw multiple versions of myself like stretch out above my head. I said, yes. And like, I communicate very frequently with at least five of my interdimensional selves at any given time. And he said, now I want you to see the planet and her consciousness and see that she too exists interdimensionally as a being. And I saw these layers of our planet fold out from itself, each one its own reality in its own space and time. And I was in awe of this because I saw these layers, these planes of existence and reality. And I saw where the dinosaurs were and the dragons and kind of where they were coming from. And I saw these early formations of Gaia before humanity was on it. And then I saw these very evolved, enlightened consciousness form of thought with her as well. And it was one of the most stunning experiences and emotional experiences that I remember having. And it was in that moment that I remembered to ask because I was looking at this being and I was looking at my being and I was looking at the being next to me and its interdimensional selves. And I was watching them attempt to explain this timeline of reality 
and how it exists all at the same time in these different places. And I said, if this is part of the reality, what is, what are all of these colors that are stretching out around our planet? Because I could see these dots, they represented people, they represented interdimensional beings, and they were hanging out outside of our atmosphere. And there was red and blue and white and brown and gray and yellow, all of the colors that you, all of the primary colors plus the gray and a couple of different colors of violet, uh, a couple of different colors of green. And I said, you know, what are these representing? And the being next to me went on to explain how each frequency is usually associated with a predominant color and that depending on the color, it indicates its correlation in frequency with the physical planet or one of the interdimensional existences of the physical planet and that it also applied to the human consciousness and that color and frequency were associated depending on perception. And I was like, wow, that's amazing and awesome. And something that I had known, but looking at it and having it explained that way and watching the correlation between the dark red and the planet and this vibrant sparkling red and the planet and how they were different and how they felt different and how they sounded different, just put everything together in my head in a much more precise understanding. And they said, when it comes to interacting with interdimensional races like me, who this one was predominant, like luminous white, luminous white, bright ascension being. And they said, I said, when it comes to colors, you know, we have this brown over here and we have this gray over here and we have several different, like we have two different colors of black. And this being said, these colors, the brown and the gray and the muddy black, not the vibrant sparkly black, but a muddy black. He said, those are associated with chaotic, destructive forces and frequencies of energy. And he said, in your red frequency is often associated with uh, violent, aggressive frequencies within the body. And I said, okay. He said, when you look at your luminescent white and your luminescent black, the the black frequency with all of the little sparkles in it contains all of the colors and all of the colors of frequency in the dark also exist in the light. And knowing the distinction is important. And I said, okay. I said, how does that apply to our existence, our experience as humans? Why, like, are those the people, when they're associated with these colors and these frequencies, are these the people that are, like, murdering people and creating chaos and abusing people and your rapists and your child molesters and your, your killers? Like, is that what that's associated with? And I will never forget this teaching for as long as I live because of how much it has helped me handle my judgment of other people. And this being looked at me and he said, Amanda, let me show you something else. 
and he shifted the frequency of the planet and we honed in on the unified incarnated consciousness of humanity. And we were looking at this beautiful network of energy and frequencies, which has so much heavy in it. He said, morality and good and bad exist within the ego. And it is a perception of an individual. An individual's moral compass is based on their individual perception and experience of life. And no one person will share the same moral code or compass. And he said, where we exist, there is no good or evil in conflict. There is only what it is you are created to be. You are either for the creation and progression and evolution of life in this way with birth and healing and death and transformation and advancement, or you are of these frequencies and you were created in this frequency to be destructive and chaotic. And on planet Earth, you would see it as selfish, self-centered, only out for the self. And here where we exist, there is only what you are. And there is no anger in, in the experience. There is no anger. There is no hatred. There is no frustration. There is only what we are in existence to be. And that is how we exist. Because they experience here on the same planet with us, and we have these amazing, beautiful, vibrant beings that are here for the advancement and the experience of human like us in this body because we are also of them. We have these experiences and we grow through these experiences. But we also have these other frequencies of beings who also want to have an experience who are chaotic, who are struggling, who like the feel of all of the things that we would associate in that low moral compass arena. And they don't fight each other. They don't fight each other over territory. They don't fight each other over experiences and they don't have malice. He said, we just exist in the way that we are. Here in this human body, everybody has what they consider their moral compass, what they believe to be right and believe to be wrong. And ever since that experience in 2013, where I could be taken of the perspective where what if good and evil didn't exist? What if it was just all in existence together the way it was created without what we associate as those negative emotions? What is that like? What does that feel like? I know what that feels like now. And moving forward in dealing with clients, after that, like whether I was doing it for free or paid or whatever it was, the judgment that I carried wasn't there. It changed because I had this perspective that just because I may believe or feel that something is right or wrong does not necessarily mean the person sitting across from me believes the same way I do. And it completely shifted the way that I thought about right and wrong. So when I work with people, you know, when people reach out to me and they ask me about good and evil, 
and they're like, there's absolute good and there's absolute evil and things that are running this world or having an influence on this world are this and that. And the other thing I ask the question, where is your moral standing coming from? Where is your moral compass coming from and why do you have it? And is it something that you arbitrarily think is wrong because it's something that you've been taught is wrong? Or is it a belief in you that you have created out of survival or out of the need to feel a certain way? And I know for me, when I think about the people out there in the world right now, in the political arena, in the government, like in the government arena with our big corporation arena. But one of the thoughts that came to me today when I was really thinking about, you know, what is it that bothers me about politics? What is it that bothers me about lawmakers and judges and justices and all of these things is it comes down to the question of whose moral compass are we following the letter of the law to? Whose version and perception of what is right and wrong is getting written into law as right and wrong? And where are the gray areas for that experience? Because I feel like we're starting to see some of those gray areas. How far are we taking it too far? Why have we made it a law to wear a seatbelt to protect our lives, but we have not outlawed cigarettes or alcohol? See what I'm saying? So these are some of the thoughts that were rattling around in my head today. And I encourage everybody to have their own thoughts and to question these ideas and where they're coming from just for the self, for the self-understanding I know that I have a moral compass and I know it's part of the human experience is to have that as we interact in this world for, for our experiences. And that is one experience that I have never forgotten what it felt like, what it tasted like, what it looked like and all of the different areas that I could feel it within my being. And it wasn't long after that, that I started having memories of where Morality didn't exist. You just worked along the guidelines for that which you were created. And having the memories of why I was created as a soul, as a being in the universe, helped facilitate all of that experience for me. (laughs) So that's all I have for you today, my lovelies. I hope that you're having a beautiful day. I hope that you have a beautiful week. I hope that you all stay tuned for more later this week. I have some really fun stuff coming up to talk about. I had an experience with the amazing goddess Kali in all of her beautiful healing form uh, that I'm going to share with you this week. I also have some experiences that I want to be sharing from some of my most recent Uh, perceptions and realizations moving forward for the rest of this year. I also have some really exciting announcements coming up about um, some moves and changes that are happening in my personal life that I'm going to share with you. If you haven't checked it out yet, I do have a YouTube channel and I put up my latest cemetery video is on there. I went to Oak, Oak Hill North Cemetery, again, an old cemetery here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. I will leave the links for you down below. Don't forget to follow me on social media. And as of this week, I have started a TikTok. And when I catch up with you later in the week, I will tell you how I started a TikTok. So bear with me. I hope you all have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.